Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. While you're there, I do encourage you to check out my other podcast that covers films of the 1980s, including the first two films in the franchise that I'm going to be talking about today. Yes, I have full reviews of those, and I'm very proud of those particular episodes, so I hope you'll check them out. Around the World in 80s Movies is the name of the show, and you can find the link to that at my website. That's at quipster.net. Today I'm going to be looking at, as I mentioned, it's a franchise film. It is the sixth film officially in the franchise, although it may be considered the third for some people, and I'll get into the reason why in just a moment. It is called Terminator Dark Fate. It's an R-rated film. It does have violence throughout, language and brief nudity. The runtime is two hours and eight minutes. Mackenzie Davis, Linda Hamilton, Gabriel Luna, Natalia Reyes, and Arnold Schwarzenegger are in the film. The directors Tim Miller and the screenplay credited to David S. Goyer, Justin Rhodes, and Billy Ray. Now, James Cameron here is returning to the franchise. You didn't hear his name in the credits there, but he is a producer of this film for the first time in quite some time. He co-wrote also the original story upon which Terminator Dark Fate is based although technically it is the sixth feature film in the Terminator franchise. This entry does ignore all of the sequels that Cameron was not involved with, and so that means that it picks up sometime after the second film, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. That makes this somewhat of an alternate timeline, I suppose you could say, for those other films, ironically, I guess, especially when at least one or two of those have claimed that, that Sarah Connor was either recast or killed off because of Linda Hamilton's lack of involvement in those sequels. She's back here, though. As with the other films, a protagonist and antagonist are sent back to the modern day from a dark future using a time travel device. The protagonist here is a technologically augmented human super soldier named Grace, played by Mackenzie Davis, Grace lands in Mexico City in order to try to act as a savior for humanity in the future. The antagonist is this ultra-powerful Terminator model called a Rev-9. The Rev-9's mission is to terminate a young female autoworker living in Mexico named Danny Ramos. Lending assistance to the resistance is the return of Sarah Connor. Sarah sees kinship in Danny because she has been thrust into the same position as key to the future of humanity, surviving the artificial intelligence onslaught of the future. Arnold Schwarzenegger does make an appearance here. It's mostly in the second half of the film. He plays the T-800 model Terminator named Carl, as he's given himself that name. He's assimilated into human society after completing his mission of, well, I'll let you watch the movie in order to figure out what he's doing there. He helps the cause in his own way after realizing humanity is indeed worth saving. I'll say no more about any of that. I know that a lot of people don't want spoilers out there, so just know that that's what's going on. Most of that stuff is found in the promotional material of this movie anyway. The biggest problem with Terminator Dark Fate, I would say, is it does have an inherent derivativeness. I mean, If you think about the plot there, it's merely a rehash of those plot elements that have already been rehashed through all of the Terminator franchise. The only points of originality do come from how Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger would be incorporated into this modern storyline. 
They do add a layer of nostalgia to the otherwise rigidly mechanical plotline, so they're a welcome presence. The rest of the movie, though, is a mishmash of ideas that came from the first two films, only with many more CG elements to bring the franchise into modern times from a visual effects or editing standpoint. Humans go on the run from an unstoppable killing machine looking to kill a key member of the future human resistance. One savior comes back simultaneously to protect that human asset. The other one comes out to take it out. It's all the same film pretty much for all of the series. Thus far, this one really does regurgitate it. The premise was, I think, much more terrifying in the 1980s specifically because not much was understood about artificial intelligence and the internet at the time. So the sky was the limit, Skynet. Skynet was the limit when it comes to how fearful we might be for the future. The unknown, of course, is what we all fear. We wondered whether we were putting our fate in the hands of technology, whether that was really a good idea. Of course, now we currently live in a wholly global network environment that permeates much of what we do. I mean, we cannot escape being part of that global network, such fears are more realistically understood, I think, by most people in this world. So the makers of Dark Fate instead concentrate less on making thematic statements about the future so much as delivering the thrills and the action for the fans of the original films. And while the action is impressively put together from a technical standpoint, I do think it also feels far less weighty or significant than it did from the first two films. Those first two films offered a heap of practical effects and stunts to go along with the CG, enough to keep it feeling real throughout. Dark Fate's visual effects are so all-consuming. Occasionally, they're very obvious, to the point where the set pieces often come across like we're watching a well-rendered video game more so than something that might actually happen in real life. So as a consequence, we as the spectators are not as rooted into the action because every punch seems digitized and every scrape manufactured by some computer somewhere. The storyline, the characters, they lack a lot in terms of depth, and that keeps the drama on a fairly superficial level throughout. None of the emotional stakes that made the first two James Cameron-directed films continue to hold fans over several decades are here. I don't think that anybody's going to really shed a tear for the life or the death of anybody in this particular film. Now, Tim Miller, who would gain a small claim to fame as the director of the first Deadpool movie, he plays a lot of this mostly straight. He injects a few attempts at humor when Schwarzenegger does come into the picture, but the jokes there are pretty stale. They're uninspired, and they get lost in the noise of the film's narrative. I think the best we can say is that Arnold Schwarzenegger does offer a comforting presence, a more talkative version of his good guy turn in T2. Linda Hamilton has continued to be hardened and grizzled by her experience. She turns her character into a full-blown warrior with this interior that is as tough as the one that projects outside. Definitely has really turned into kind of a Terminator herself. Emotional beats do lay dormant. Members of Danny's family get laid to waste without a lot of effect in terms of outcry or anguish as the plot moves on. Things just move from plot point to plot point and I guess that's what this film is really all about. While the older characters do get a pass due to the momentum of seeing familiar faces, I think the only new character that isn't completely forgettable is that of Grace, the augmented human. Mostly because of Mackenzie Davis's committed performance, I think she's the best thing about this film, even if her character is offered very little in terms of depth to keep us rooted into her, her actual plight. Danny, unfortunately, as the main prize is not interesting at all as the future savior of humanity. And the Rev-9 is a pretty generic ripoff of the T-1000 from T-2, so 
Except, I guess he's here played by Gabriel Luna instead of Robert Patrick, but otherwise it's pretty much the same effect for the film. Now, while it has been a long 27 years since James Cameron returned to the franchise that put him on the map of creative Hollywood visionaries with T2, it's a disappointment that an effort that he produced and had a hand in guiding would be no better than the other efforts that tried and failed to recreate the magic of The Terminator and T2. It is just as pointless as the others as far as I'm concerned, with a plotline just as convoluted. I think my biggest question here is how the T-800 could come to exist if Sarah and John Connor had already stopped Skynet's existence. It's just one of those things where it just seems like it's just going to go on and on and on. Reality echoes the plot of the film. The more technologically advanced the Terminator, the less chance humanity has of emerging in the end. So as with all Terminator films, Humanity does end up winning the day, I suppose, at least until the inevitable sequel or spinoff or reboot. We can count on that happening at some point. We're going to end up dancing the same dance one more time, and I can only wish that a Terminator film will break out of its mold of continuing to do the same formula every single time out. So for all of that, unfortunately, I was looking forward to this film, but... It did let me down, and even with James Cameron's involvement and the return of Linda Hamilton here, it's kind of a small reward here. Otherwise, this film is not that great. So two and a half stars is the best I can give Terminator Dark Fate. Two and a half stars on my scale means that I do think it had the tools, it had the talent to be a film I could recommend to most people, but it just falls short here because it's just content to go through the same formula without adding anything new. I guess they felt that just bringing back the old gang was going to be enough, and we would just watch them go through the motions that we've seen them do before and be happy with that. I personally am not, so I definitely recommend watching the first two Terminator films and pretty much consider that the epitome of where this story is going to go. Two and a half stars for Terminator Dark Fate. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you have your own thoughts on Terminator Dark Fate, something I didn't mention here, you can find my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net. Let me know what you think. You can find all of my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Link to my Twitter feed, my Facebook page, my Instagram. Any way you want to get in touch with me, it's all right there at that site. Until next time, thanks, everyone, for listening. And please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies.